Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. Amen. So today we are receiving the word entitled Living in a Pure Heart for a Kingdom First Harvest. Living in a Pure Heart for a Kingdom First Harvest. Living in a Pure Heart for a Kingdom First Harvest. Turn your Bibles with me to 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. And I read verse number 17. The word of the Lord says that, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen, somebody. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Arguably, I believe that this message you hear today is, is probably the most important message you need to hear as a Christian. Because it has to do with your heart. Say, my heart. Oh, please, are you here with me? Bring all your mind here say my heart the heart is the most important aspect of your life and in fact is the most important place that a christian must take every responsibility to make sure that their heart is right before god amen anyone who does not have the right attitude of the heart and is not living in a pure heart Jesus said, such a person can never see God. If you don't have a pure heart, you shall not see God. Matthew chapter number 5. I'll be giving you a lot of scriptures today, so please follow me seriously. Matthew chapter number 5, verse number 8. He said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. He didn't say, blessed are the pure in heart, for they may see God or they will see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall. It's a command. If you are pure in your heart, you shall see God. How many of us want to see God? We all want to see God. We all want to see God. But you can never see God if you don't have a pure heart. That is why I'm telling that the pure heart or having a pure heart is the most important important message that you should ever desire to have as a christian i'm telling you the moment your heart is pure before god everything about you is acceptable to god are you following what i'm saying every time your heart is pure everything about you is acceptable praise the lord are you here with me because you see it is the heart that everything evolves please pay attention to me let all distractions cease. Let your mind come here. 
the heart is where everything about you takes place without a heart you are not living the heart is where everything takes place Proverbs chapter number 4 verse 23 Proverbs chapter number 4 verse 23 it says keep your heart with all diligence keep your heart with all diligence for out of this springs the issues of life it says protect your heart keep your heart let your heart be pure because it is out of your heart everything comes out from your behavior your everything comes from your heart are you here with me your heart is the most important place in your life as a christian your heart is the most important aspect of your life without a life without a heart or without a pure heart god cannot do with you without a pure heart god cannot do with you praise the lord praise the lord because god deals with us in our heart man looks at the outward appearance when people are looking at you they are looking at you from the outside how beautiful you are from the outside how this you are from the outside but when god is dealing with you he's dealing with you from your heart that is why you cannot play with your heart that is why you cannot mess up with your heart the moment you mess up with your heart everything about your life is totally disrupted amen turn your bibles with me again to first samuel first samuel chapter number 16 first samuel chapter number 16 verse number 7 he said but the lord said to samuel do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because i have refused him for the lord does not see as man sees for man looks at the outward appearance but the lord looks at the heart say the heart the lord looks at the heart you see when man is looking at you they are looking at you if you are fair if you are handsome if you are beautiful from the outside but when god is looking at you he's not looking at the brazilian hair on your head he's not looking at your gold race watch he's not looking at your mercedes that you are driving he's looking straight into your heart somebody can dress well somebody can put up beautiful makeup but their heart has a problem that is why we read second corinthians 5 17 for if anyone is in christ he's a new creation you are born again with a new heart and you must learn to live with this pure heart so that you can please god your father when you don't live in a pure heart if you don't use your heart to glorify god then you will not see the glory of god in your life may you begin to walk in a pure heart from today tell yourself i'm brand new Oh, attend to your neighbor and say, you are brand new in Christ. Your heart has been made pure. You don't have, you see, I told you last week, if you are somebody who says, I'm born again, even for three months, and you don't see any change in your life, there's a question mark in your life. You are born again for five years, and you are still messing up like somebody who is not born again. There's a question mark. Because you have not started living from a pure heart. Amen. It is so critical and essential that you know that the life that I have now is not the life that I used to have. I 
have a brand new life in Christ. And if you have a brand new life in Christ, then everyone around you must see that you have changed. There's a brand new thing about you. Oh, maybe you used to be very angry at first. The slightest thing, you are angry. But since you got born again, those things that used to provoke you, they don't provoke you again. Because you have a brand new heart. May you begin to enjoy the blessings of the pure heart. God looks at the heart. Tell your neighbor, God looks at the heart. You can pretend all that you can. You can't see there are some people when they come to church. Oh my god, holy ghost. Charlie, when you see them worshiping, you feel jealous. You think that you are not doing anything. Such a person leaves church. As soon as he leaves church, right at the entrance, he started fighting with somebody. They've not even closed church. Just bah, they started fighting with people. In fact, maybe before coming to church, you were angry with somebody in the house. When I come back, I'll come and continue. And dolly, 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 truly, truly, truly. You left church with God hope and you started the Ekutia. Started hitting from all angles. How can they, this is not a pure heart? When you are born again, your heart changes. Praise the Lord. Now listen, God demands that we possess a pure heart. If indeed we are his children. God demands that we possess a pure heart. If indeed we are his children, every child of God must walk in a pure heart. Not a dirty heart. And now I'm going somewhere. I'm going to give you some revelation. James chapter number 4. James chapter number 4. James chapter number 4. It says, verse number 8. James number 4, verse number 8. It says, Okay, let's start from verse 7 so that you get the picture well. James 4 from verse 7 to 8. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart, you double-minded. Purify your heart. What does it mean to purify? Wash it. Wash your heart. Wash your heart. Some of you don't know that you can wash your heart. I'm going to show you how to wash your heart so that your heart can be pure. You can wash your heart. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how far you have come. You can begin today to have a turn around and begin to live the way God wants to live. Praise the Lord. God demands. He said, demand. If you are his child, you must walk in a pure heart. He does not compromise whatsoever. You cannot have a, a, a dark evil heart and pretend to be righteous. He wants your heart to be pure. The same way he is pure. God is pure. He wants you to be pure. May you be pure and walk in purity from today. Five. You can't have any glorious harvest or rewards until you have a pure heart. You can never have any nice thing in your life until you have a pure heart. I'm telling you. You will not see anything nice in your life until you have a pure heart. Matthew chapter number 12. Matthew chapter number 12. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12. You will not have anything nice in your life until you have a pure heart. Until. There are many people who are going up and down in their Christian work because their heart is not where God wants them to be. From verse number 33. Matthew 12 from verse number 33. He said, either make the tree good and its food good, or else make the tree bad and its food bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. 
You know, Jesus said that by their fruit you shall know them. You're going to understand why he said that. Either make a tree good and his fruit good, or make the tree bad and his fruit bad. 34. Brood of vipers. How can you be evil? Speak good things. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. In other words, whatever you say today, it depends on what you have in your heart. You cannot say or do anything contrary to what you have in your heart. If your heart is pure, your words shall be pure. If your heart are evil and full of darkness, your words and things also will be full of darkness. Amen. But in Christ, you have been born again with the light of God so that you should walk in the light. Amen, somebody. Verse 35. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified. And by your words you will be condemned. May your words never condemn you. May, by what, may what you say never condemn you. Because your hearts have been pure from today. You shall walk in the purity of Can I have some witness in the house? God demands it. So by saying all this point that I've given you, what do we mean by the heart? What is the heart? Most of you think that the heart is, you know, what you usually see on Valentine's Day that somebody would draw something like this and put a red color on it. Or you think that heart is what that organ in, your, in this part of your body that pumps the blood. No. The heart goes beyond that organ in your body that pumps blood. Your heart is who you are. Your heart is the totality of your being. Biblically, that's what the heart means. In the Bible, when God is talking about your heart, God is talking about you. There's a difference between your heart and the spirit because the heart is what makes up your personality as a human being in this world. Without a heart, nobody can live in this world. Are you getting what I'm saying? So your heart is the personality. Who you are is your heart. So any attitude you show forth is from your heart because that is who you are. And Jesus, when he died for you, he came to give you a new heart so that you can have a new, brand new personality. That is why I'm saying that if Adra Mansa, you used to be somebody who used to be fighting before you got born again. Because your life has been changed by God, now in Christ, you are not that Adra Mansa who used to be fighting. Your new personality in this world is that lady who is always blessing people and bringing peace to people. May the life and the newness of life you have in Christ Jesus be seen by everybody in the mighty name of Jesus. So your heart in the Bible means your personality, who you are. It is what controls you. It is what controls what you think. It is what controls what you think. It is what controls your will, your emotions. It controls everything about you. You are here in church today because of your heart. Someone who should have come to church is also on the bed, the heart. Whatever you do is from the heart. Let me tell you, the mind cannot think without the heart first thinking. The mouth cannot speak without the heart first speaking. Now, when you read, when you read Isaiah, right? Go to, when you read Isaiah, I don't want to read it, but you can go home and read it. Isaiah 14. When he was talking about the fall of, of the devil. The Bible said, the devil said in his heart. He didn't open his mouth. He only said in his heart, I will arise and sit on the top of the mountain. I will sit on the throne of God. He said it in his heart. 
of you are saying things in your heart as you are here. There are some people, eh, they are hearing to the man of God, but they are insulting him in his heart. <laughs> you don't know what is going on in people's heart. The day you see the things that are going on in people's heart, when you see somebody, you stand well. There are many people who say, that, God, why don't you let us see the heart of men? The heart of men only belongs to God to see. Until God reveals the heart of men to you, you cannot see it. Until, because only God who, that was said, God sees the heart. Men looks at the outward. So God has differentiated how we see each other. We can only see the outside, but God sees the heart. So if you are very intimate with God, then God will also reveal the heart of men and the things in the heart of men to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? The plans, the purpose of the heart of men, God can reveal them to you if you are in fellowship with Him. May you be able to see the intentions and the plans of the heart of men. Amen, somebody. <laughs> yes. So, by so saying, there are three ways that the heart manifests. Let me give them to you. There are three ways. Every heart manifests. You see the actions of the heart in three ways. In what you think, number one. In what you think. In what you think. The heart manifests in what you think. So, before you know what to think, you must check what is in your heart. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you see somebody who loves thinking about women, 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 what is in the heart is womanizing. So the mind is not thinking anything different. Two, what you say. Didn't you hear Jesus saying, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks? So what you are saying is what is in your heart. Praise the Lord. What are you saying? Tell your actual neighbor, what are you saying? The Bible says in the same book of Proverbs 18, he said, For death and life is in the power of your tongue. In other words, what is in your heart is what you eat. What you have been saying. See, most, some of you, your life is where it is today. Not because of some devil. You rather gave the devil the opportunity to come and infiltrate your life. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Hey, me. No. All the words you are saying are things that are in your heart. But may your words never condemn you in Jesus' name. I say, may your words never condemn you in Jesus' name. Three, the heart manifests in what you do. Your ashes. You are in church this morning, in spite of the overcloud, because in your heart you wanted to be in church. Somebody also decided, I won't go to church because of the weather. Oh, we went for a wedding yesterday. The program, we came home late, so let me sleep. Yeah, we all came home late, but we are all still here today. So you have no excuse. Nobody has an excuse. It's in the heart. It is the heart that determines your actions. If your heart, me, I can sleep 5 a.m., 6 a.m., I'll come here and preach. Why? I cannot afford to miss church. Not because I'm the pastor. Not because I'm the one who's going to teach. It's because it is what is in my heart. I can never have any excuse tangible enough to replace me from not coming to church. No, no, no. It's not possible. Amen. Lift up your eyes. Say, Father, Father, Help me and make my heart pure. Amen, somebody. If your heart is not pure, you shall be controlled by evil things. Is it that you are controlled by purity or you are controlled by evil? What is controlling you? What is controlling you? Matthew chapter 13. Go to the next chapter. We read chapter 12. Matthew 13. Now, you know of the parable of the sower. 
I want you to look at the meaning of the parable of the sower. Amen. Alright. From verse 18. When you read from verse 1, you get the full parable. But I want to read to you when Jesus explained what the parable is. Verse 18. He said, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown where? Where? Where is the word sown? In their heart. This is who received the seed by wayside. So when you don't guard your heart through understanding of God's word, the devil can come and steal the word from your heart and then you will not be able to do them. So you find yourself thinking wrongly, talking wrongly, and acting wrongly. May the devil never steal anywhere from your heart. You better say a good amen. I said, may the devil never steal anything from your heart. And he said, but he will receive the seed on the stony place. This is he who hears the word and immediately receiving with joy. Yet he has no root in himself. In other words, he has no root in his heart. But endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. So there are some people, they are hearing the word. When they hear the revelation coming from the pulpit, oh, they're excited, they jump with joy. But they never allow the word to enter their heart. How are you going to know that the word is in your heart if you're able to do the word? That is the only way you know. The only litmus test for you knowing that you receive the word in a good heart is when you are able to do what the word told you to do. If the word of the Lord came to you and said, let's pray, and you find yourself sleeping, meaning that maybe you were excited by hearing the word, but the word didn't have a deep root in your heart. From today, may the word have a deep root in your heart. Oh, you didn't say good amen. I said, may the word have a deep root in your heart. Yeah. You never fall by any temptation. 22. Now, he will receive the seed among tongues. Is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. So there are some people who are always worried about so many things. They are worried about what to eat. I don't have a job. I don't, I don't do this. Now, they are worried about so many things. Now Jesus spoke to Martha. He said, Martha, Martha, you worry about so many things, so many things, but there's only one thing that is necessary in life is to hear the word of God. Your sister Mary has found it and I will never take it from her. May you never compromise the hearing of the word. You must discipline yourself so that you not allow certain things to choke the word. There are some people, instead of them hearing the word, they are watching other things on television. And they are disturbed. What am I going to eat tomorrow? You have not even finished today. You are thinking about tomorrow. There are some people, they finish eating. Now I say, God, thank you for today. Remember me for tomorrow. (laughs) Worried. I don't have money. I don't have this. Why are you worried? Didn't God say he would take care of you? God said he will take care of you. He shall truly take care of you in the name of Jesus. Oh, are you here? I said he shall surely take care of you. Never be worried. Turn to a neighbor and say, never ever be worried. Never be worried at all. If you are here and you don't have anything to do, from today you have something to do. The Father said he will take care. Open doors over your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Never be worried. Never be worried. Don't be worried. Say, what shall I? I don't have them. No, no, no. I'm not worried. Never. I, refi- I stopped worrying a long time ago. And I always see the Lord taking care of me. It's better you rest in the Lord than to be worried. Worrying would not help you. If I w- 
the science world have discovered that when you think a lot and you are worried, it affects your age. People die early because they are so worried. Not because of anything. Ah, the doctor said this. They don't eat again. They cannot sleep. Hey, because of what the doctor said. Isaiah said, whose report will you believe? Will you believe the doctor's report? Or you believe the report of the Lord? Who said that by my stripes you have been healed? May you walk in the report of the Lord. Ah, and will you believe in what your pocket is telling you? Or you believe in the report of the Lord? Who said that I shall supply you all your needs according to my riches in glory? Oh, may you start a glorious amen, somebody. It's not by mind, it's not by power. Are you here with me? What makes your heart pure? I'm going to give you six things that makes your heart pure. Six things that you see, you it is so necessary to have a pure heart. If anybody's going to have a pure heart, it falls within these six things I'm going to give you. Take note. Number one, for you to have a pure heart that will help you see God, you must be born again. Say born again. You must be what? You, anyone who is born again, that person has started on a slate of a pure heart. That is why we read 2 Corinthians 5.17. If anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. He didn't say he will be. He didn't say he shall be. He is. It is an immediate thing. The moment you get born again, immediately you are new. Say I'm new. But the point, the reason for such message is that I am bringing your mind for you to know that Adwa, you are a new person. That Kojo, you are a new person. The attitude that you used to display before you found Jesus, you don't longer belong to that realm. You better find the newness of life and walk in them. Anybody who is born again, you are born again with a new heart. Lift up your right hand and say, have a new heart. John chapter number 3. John chapter number 3. I read verse number 3. It said, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Because without a pure heart, nobody shall see God. So if you are not born again, you shall not go into the kingdom of God. You need another character and nature to enter into the kingdom of God. That is why if you are born again, don't take who you are for granted. You are so brand new that God has opened his gate and said, come into my kingdom and have fellowship with me. May your heart forever be maintained pure. Amen, somebody. Yeah. Then, you know, when you read John 3, 16, it says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Your heart will cause you to be fully abundant in the glory and the life of God from today. So you need to be born again to have a pure heart. Amen. When you, you, you have a friend who is always talking about girls, talking about baptists, that person is a new heart. The person is controlled by evil heart. Ah, this person, you never sit down with this person one second that you will not talk about money. Money, money, let's go for money. We have to go and look for money. Evil heart. The person needs a pure heart. If you are born again, it's only the kingdom that you think first. You cannot have any kingdom first attitude and blessing if your heart is always going after worldly things. Your heart must first go for the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Two, the word of God. The word of God purifies your heart. You need the word of God if you want to walk in a pure heart. John chapter 17 verse number 17. John 17 verse number 17. Sanctify them by your truth. 
your word is truth sanctify them i told you you can wash your heart your heart can be cleansed your heart can be purified your heart can be sanctified how do you do that by the word of god may the word that you are hearing today purify your heart if there's any impurity in your heart as you are hearing the word let that impurity leave you right now oh you didn't say a good amen is that the only amen you can say let your amen sound like a thunder amen Ephesians chapter number 5 Ephesians chapter number 5 Ephesians 5 26 Ephesians 5 26 It says That he might sanctify and cleanse her With the washing of water by the word He might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word that he might present her to himself a glorious church not having any spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she should be holy without blemish in the name of jesus so the way you can be holy let me tell you you cannot be holy without having the word of god in your heart you cannot be see holiness is not does not mean you wearing a long gown from the top to your feet and say i am holy no 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 People must see you doing the word of God for them to know that you are holy. A holy person is the one who lives according to the word. We that we are in the kingdom, we have a kingdom first life and attitude because we do the word of God first. We don't do the things of the world first. We do the word first. Shout, I am a word actor. Say, I'm a word actor. Without the word of God, your heart cannot be sanctified and purified. As you come to church and you are hearing the word, and as you study the Bible and you are hearing the word, you have been purified. Your heart is being purified. If there's any impurity, if there's anything in your heart which is contradicting the will of God, the word hits it and takes it out from your heart. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Number three, how you can have a pure heart. Number three, by yielding to the Holy Spirit. By yielding to the Holy Spirit and promptly doing His will. Whenever the Holy Spirit talks to you, do you immediately do it or you say to yourself, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. No, no. The Holy Spirit has no time to waste. If you don't do it, you move to the next person. Praise the Lord. Yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter number 8. Thank you, Spirit. Romans chapter number 8. I read from verse number 12. Romans 8 from verse 12. It says, Therefore, brethren, we adapt us not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. We don't owe the flesh anything. Say, I don't owe the flesh anything. You don't owe the flesh to fornicate. You don't owe the flesh to lie. You don't owe anybody anything to do anything which is contrary to the word. You don't owe the flesh. There's some people, oh, I mean, they are sleeping like something. They think that they cannot do without sleeping. You don't owe the flesh to sleep. I get what I'm saying. You don't owe the flesh anything. We are not debtors to the flesh. Verse 13. For if you live according to the flesh, what will happen to you? You will die. <laughs> Actually, but do you want to die anytime soon? How many of you want to die anytime soon? Nobody want to die. Everybody don't want to see that. But at the end of the day, many people are not living according to the spirit. They are living according to the flesh. Ah, how I feel. Oh, this. No, I have had. No, 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 no. You don't live according to the flesh. If you live according to the dictates of the flesh, you will die. 
but if you put to death the deeds of the body you will live for as many as are led by the spirit of God these are the sons of God be led by the spirit of God I said be led by the spirit of God be very sensitive to the spirit of God you know it took me years to be very sensitive to the spirit of God I don't I don't do things anyhow I see I do things until I get a clear indication from the spirit of the Lord that do it other than that I will never do it I am not in this job as a man of God to do my job it is not my job even the life as a born again Christian it is not your own life when you read second Corinthians chapter number five verse twelve he said the life that you have it is not your own life it is you must live your life for the one who died and was raised from the dead for you so you don't have the luxury to live for yourself you have to find out the will of God and live accordingly praise the Lord be led by the spirit of God say from today I shall be led by the spirit of God John chapter 16 John chapter number 16 follow me take all the notes it's very very important John chapter number 16 John 16 verse 13 look at what it says that he said or oh, let's do verse 12 John 16 12 to 13 he said I still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now however when he the spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will tell you things to come whatever he hears he will tell you the holy spirit does not speak or does not lead you according to his own self he leads you according to the word he leads you according to the truth that is why you must yield to the holy spirit tell your neighbor commit yourself to the holy spirit amen if the holy spirit is not leading you you will not be walking in truth it takes the holy spirit for you to walk in truth if you want to know the truth for your life always pay attention to the voice of the holy spirit are you here with me and then he said he will lead you according to the truth so the holy spirit would most likely lead you according to the word of god he will always lead you in the word any voice you hear which is inconsistent with the word of god it is not the holy spirit some time ago, I had a young pastor. Actually, he's no more. I had a young pastor that he said, they asked him, why, why do you sleep with the girls in the church like that? Why do you fornicate with the girls like that? Do you know the answer he gave? He said, I heard the Holy Ghost told me to do that. He said, the Holy Ghost told him to be fornicating with the girls. How can the Holy Ghost tell you to be fornicating with the girls in the church? This cannot be the voice. Maybe you are here, you are hearing some voices telling you to do something and you think it's the voice of God hear this the Holy Spirit will not lead you into sin he will not lead you into temptation he will lead you to always think first about the kingdom may you always do the will of God from today in the mighty name of Jesus four how you can have godly or sorry how you can have a pure heart to think about godly things always thinking about godly things you realize that ah that I have a pure heart when your mind is filled with godly things, it means that you have a godly heart. Philippians chapter number 4. Philippians chapter number 4. I read verse number 8. Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things have a good report, 
if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy think on these things meditate on these things when you spend your mind thinking about godly things that there has been listed here it is an indication that you have a pure heart Many people, when they, are, when they spend their time thinking, they spend their time worried. They spend their time thinking about, oh, that girl that I spoke to, that I have to go and hit on. They spend their mind thinking about ungodly things. The soccer bet. What was the score line? No, 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 no. Those kind of thinking is not godly. It is against God. People are in church. Pastor is teaching. They are checking soccer bets. What, 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 what is the score line? How much have I won? You see, you are allowing the devil to frustrate your life. May you come out from this foolishness in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said a good amen to help you. Amen. Now, if you are in this church, you know we, are, we know our stand on some of these things. Don't allow the devil to deceive you. Deceitfulness of riches. They think by betting they can be rich quick. They don't want to go through the process. They, they say, oh, no, 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 I don't have time for that. I tell you, you can be rich by gambling. But that kind of riches can never please God. Have you ever seen anybody being raised by gambling before? Never. All those people. One day I read an article on CNN. Some man being in America, he won a, jack- he won a jackpot. Almost one billion dollars. Some years ago. Now, he's close to racks. Oh yes. You got it the wrong way, you spend it like that. He got almost one billion, one hundred and something million, almost a billion dollars in a jackpot. Logic. Now that guy is close to rags. He is selling his house. He's selling properties just to survive. Because he did not get the money God's way. God wants you to be rich. But he wants you to be rich through his way. Not through the advice of the world. May you never be found gambling in the name of Jesus. If you are here and you have that app deleted from your phone. It will send you to hell. I'm telling you. Gambling will send you to hell. That kind of bet, bet, bet. It will send you to hell. You better stop it. If you are here, you're one of them. In the name of Jesus. Think on godly things. Open you say, Father, bless me, bless the work of my hands. I know I've been prospered by the Lord. That is how you think. You don't go through the shortcut. There's nothing shortcut in this world. Any shortcut by Jesus said they are they are ways that seemeth right to people. At the end, what does it do? It leads to destruction. May your way never lead you to destruction. I say, May your way never lead you to destruction. Yeah. Five. No. Yeah, five, right? I just read four. Five. Walk in the God kind of love. Walk in the God kind of love. The agape love. Romans 5, 5. Are you writing? Are you writing? Alright. Romans 5, 5. Now, hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So the kind of heart that we have is an indication of the kind of um, the kind of love, sorry, that we show is an indication of the kind of heart that we have. If you are showing selfishness in your dealing with people, it is an indication that your heart is not right before God. Because God so loved the world. The Bible said in the book of the same Romans, when you go read further down, he said that even whilst we were sinners, Christ died for us. Whilst we were still sinners and we are without strength, Christ came to die for us. This heart of God, this love of God is so pure that you don't think about yourself. It is not a selfish kind of love. You don't, you don't say, oh, I love you because of the money that you have. I love you because of how you are looking. No, 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 no. 
that kind of love is not godly that kind of love is selfish love you cannot enter into any relationship with anybody because of what you gave from the person never that is not kind of love because if god was going to look at us before he came down to die for us we needed to have been pure and righteous just as he was as he is but he saw us we were unpure unclean and then he said i will still come and die for them and then purify them by my word may your heart expose the love of god in your life may you walk in this godly love in jesus name six diligently serve the lord with your whole heart you only see anybody diligently working in the house of the lord it's an indication that the person has a heart you see you see this guy sitting here some few guys are here they all got home very late yesterday very very late after the program as early as 4 30 a.m they had they, they were awake coming to face the church so that you can have a fellowship as early as 4 30 a.m you cannot tell me that these people don't have a heart for god while some of you were dreaming and changing gears in your snoring some people had gotten to come and fix the play for you to come and sit i'm telling you when you have a heart for god when you have a pure heart you will be diligent in the in the house of the lord colossians chapter number three colossians chapter number three look at something there colossians 3 verse 23 it says that and whatever you do do it from a pure heart other version says do it heartily as to the lord and not to men whatever you do do it unto the lord i don't think they were doing it because of me or because of whoever because anything that you do because of men you are not doing because of a pure heart maybe you came to church because you want pastors to see that you have come to church early uh-uh, you have no blessing in that come to church early because you are doing it unto the lord he is the one who is going to reward you not me all of us I, I am not the one bringing you the harvest though. it is god who is bringing you the harvest whatever you do for the lord if it is singing sing it that you are singing it to the lord if it is blessing bless that you are blessing the lord don't do anything because you are doing it for man oh that's why in the tree they call something somebody is doing something to please another man just to get favor may you never do anything to please man to get any favor may all of your doings please god so that he will tell men to favor you from today may god favor you because you are working for him in a pure heart a lot of believers are they do things you know hypocritically mojo mojo how you call it mojo 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 you do like this to do like this to do like this may you not do like this do like this may you do very pure and clean in the mighty name of jesus amen somebody we are almost done the next point is this what is the result of you working in a pure heart we have said that you have to live in a pure heart so that you can have a god first harvest see god is the rewarder hebrews chapter number 11 verse 6 he said without faith it is impossible to please god because he that comes to him must know that he's a rewarder say he's a rewarder may god reward your pure heart oh no i don't have a witness can can you can i have some witness now? i said may god reward your pure heart all that you need to flip from poverty to riches is to have a pure heart all that you need to flip from carnality to spirituality is to just walk in your pure heart all that you need to to flip from gloominess to a glorious life is to have a pure heart a pure heart guarantees god rewards in your life even in this world now 
and in the world to come anyone who walks in the pure heart you constantly enjoy the blessings of the lord like never before if you see anyone struggling in his christian work check his heart the heart is the answer not the complaining not the whining it's the heart may your heart bring god glory and bring you to glory two things that i have for you your harvest your harvest of walking in a pure heart the first one is that you always walk in the will of god i tell you that is the biggest harvest you can have to walk in the will of god anyone who walks in the will of god you always get results romans chapter number 12 romans chapter number 12 Romans chapter 12 verse, verse 1. He said, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice wholly acceptable to God which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove that is what good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Say the will of God is perfect. You remember what he said to Jeremiah? He said, the plans I have for you, they are, they are perfect plans. They are plans to bring you to an expected end. How many of you want God to bring you to his expected end? See, it's not because, oh, when, when I was growing up, I, want to, I wanted to become a doctor, so I'm a doctor. Uh, 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 uh. What is the will of God for your life? That is the ultimate purpose for living in this world. If you are not living the will of God, you are wasting your life. The perfect place for your prosperity, the perfect place for your advancement in life is to locate yourself in the will of God. And everyone who has a pure heart has been positioned to walk in the will of God so that you can enjoy God's glory like never before. May you harvest the glory of the Lord as you walk in His will in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. As we walk in the in the way of God, you realize that all things work together for good for they that love Him. There shall be nothing in your life that can bring you down. You can never be defeated. Are you here with me? Say, I shall never be defeated. Say to us, I shall never be defeated. In the mighty name of Jesus. The second thing that you will get when you have a pure heart is that you always bear godly fruit. Jesus said, By their fruit you shall know them. See, you don't know. Are you a Christian? You don't just say, I'm a Christian because I go to church. What? That is the worst answer you can give. Sometimes people don't even have to ask you if you're a Christian or not. By your living, by the way you talk, by the way you reason, by the, your actions, people know that, no, this lady, this brother, he or she is a Christian. You, you don't need to be asked, are you a Christian? No, I don't need to. When you open your mouth, the wisdom that flows from your mouth, it will tell someone that, ah, indeed, this fellow is a Christian. That's all. Because you have worked out your heart so much that the fruit that you are bearing is all godly. Everybody will see. Jesus said in the, in the book of Matthew chapter 5, he said, you are the light of the world. He said, let your light so shine before men. When you begin to walk in the pure heart, people shall see you and give glory to God. When everybody is saying no, when you say yes, people will know that no, you are different. Amen. John chapter number 15. John chapter 15. John chapter 15, I read from verse 1. He said, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes 
that it may bear more fruit. You are already cleansed because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. May you bear godly fruit from today. I say may you bear godly fruit from today. He said you cannot bear fruit unless you connect to the vine. Who is the vine? Jesus is the vine. Now you are born again. God wants you to bear godly fruit. He wants the whole world to see that in you, you are glorifying God every day. Now, go to Galatians chapter number 5, so that you will know the kind of fruit you should be bearing all the time. Galatians chapter number 5. Galatians chapter number 5. I read from verse 16. Galatians 5 from verse 16. I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. For the flesh lasts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So that you do not you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works, these are the things God doesn't want you to do. Look at them. Now the works of the flesh are evident. So everybody can see your works of the flesh. If you are in the flesh, people will see it. If you are in the spirit, people will also see it. He said, these are the words of the flesh. They are evident. Which are fornication, adultery, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry. Now, uncleanness here has to do with uncleanness of your heart. Some people can speak filthy things. Profane. Profane. So, I'm just joking. No, you just don't joke with words. Words can destroy you. Or words can bless you. You just don't joke with words. I was just joking. No, I don't play with words. You cannot joke with words unclean words, fornication, adultery. In today's world, today, look at how people are messing up. They are just cutting on. They say, hey, my wife. They are, they are boyfriend, girlfriend. They say, this is wifey. This is my hobby. I ask them, when did you marry? Who came to bless your marriage? Oh, wifey. Hobby. Ah! I just don't understand this generation. This guy expressed interest in you. He didn't say, I want to marry. He said, can we go out? Go out where? To Rome. Go out where? What does it mean to go out? Now, what does it mean to go out? So, I want to go out with you. Go out where? Well, am I caged? Am I not living inside my house? Why? Go out to do what? Am I lost? They are not even coming to propose that I want to marry you. They want to, and the next thing they want, you know, uh, prove your love for me. How do I prove your life? You need to have sex, man. I can't, how can that be a love-proving technique? It's a work of the flesh. Say it's a work of the flesh. It's a work of the flesh. God doesn't want you to do that. That is not the way. That's how you live. If you are here, you're a lady, you're a guy, keep yourself pure. Tell your neighbor, keep yourself pure. Don't just chase anything in skirt or in trousers. You see the guy pull with a car. You don't know whether he went to borrow the car or the car is in a mechanic. Yeah, maybe a mechanic that is repairing the car and then he's using it. Say, oh, he's got a fine Mercedes. Hey, can I sit in the front? And then he opens the front door. You sit in the front, and then you that they put their legs on the dashboard. <laughs> you see how they do? They put their legs on the dashboard, and then and then they are yes, madam. Hey, you are not even married. You are you are putting your legs on the dashboard. Then when they marry, you put your legs on top of the car. <laughs> Praise the Lord. May you be pure all the time. God doesn't want you to fornicate. When everybody's fornicating, say, uh, 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 this is not for me. This is not my life. May you never fornicate. 
Hey, this amen has a problem. This amen has an issue. Why are you doing it? May you never be caught doing it. Uh huh. This amen is better. Some of you are like, Amen. Uh, should I say, should I not say, it? Amen? Yeah, yeah. Ah, praise the Lord. Adultery is not good. Unclean. Lewdness. <laughs> if I want to go into lewdness, I will not finish the message. Lewdness is, is people who, who just love death. They, not death as in getting yourself dirty, you dead with sexuality. So dead. Today, somebody can say, I'm a gay, proud gay. Ah, you are nonsense gay, foolish gay. We are live online, so if they are watching me, repent. Jesus is coming soon. Amen. You can never have a human right which is against humanity in the first place. Every human right is enshrined in humanity. Are you getting what I'm saying? Every, they say it's a human right. Every human right must be enshrined in humanity. That kind of thing is never part of humanity. <laughs> One man of God said, you cannot enter through an exit. <laughs> you can never enter. I've never entered through an exit before. Please have you done before. You've gone to an office, they've written boldly, exit. And you want to enter through the exit. Ah, this place is exit. You want to enter through the exit. How is that possible? <laughs> Lewdness. Amen. Idolatry. Making idols of people. Idols. He said, this is my idol. My celebrity. Hey, this person says, and I am following up like a, a he goat. Amen. Sorcery. You know what is sorcery already? Witchcraft. Hatred of time whom? Hatred. You hate people. Hatred of all time. Some of you, you are here. You have not spoken to somebody in many years. You have. In fact, if you see the person cry online, you, you feel like entering into your soul and and destroying the head of the person. Hatred. It's a work of the flesh. It's not coming from a pure heart. Contentions. In other always having, you know, debate, argument. You are always contending. Jealousies. Jealousies. Yeah. Our brother and sister are married. Some people were jealous that they are married. It's not there. It's evil. It's not a pure heart to be jealous. If you cannot celebrate them as they are married, who will come and celebrate you when you are married? Nobody will show up. Or you only have jealous people coming. And when jealous people are around you, your life is finished. Amen, somebody. Outburst of wrath. If you are somebody who quickly gets angry, you know, there are some men. I want to say, before the more they get angry, is what makes them feel they are men. No, 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 no. Anger is a work of the flesh. Anger does not come from a pure heart. I always say, I've said this here many, many times to you. Those days when I was in the world, ah, they're listening, I'll get angry. They're listening, I'll get angry. Today, in Christ, by the grace of God, ah, for you to provoke me and provoke me for me to be angry. Now forget it. I don't have your time. Push all the buttons. I'll be sitting down, <laughs> browsing or even reading my Bible. You cannot easily provoke me. Tell your neighbor, you cannot easily provoke me. Say it over your life. Being angry is not handsome. Being angry is not beautiful. Do you know what I'm saying? Anger can destroy. People are in his home right now because they got angry. Got angry! Ah! The person felt that they didn't wake up again. Before the judge, life in prison, you have killed somebody. Say, oh, I, I just got angry. I've been, I'm, I'm used to hitting her when she speaks. You are used to hitting her. Today you have killed her. 
Now go to jail. May you never, never, any stain that causes you to be angry is the I have put it from your heart. As you are hearing the word, the word is washing that spirit of anger from your heart. I'm taking them one by one so that we can make selfish ambition, selfishness, ambition. They, they go into their relationship looking for something they are looking at. No, what can I get? If I want to help you, what can I get? Selfish ambition. A lot of bosses today. If they want to help their young lady get a job, you know, I need to sleep with you first. And one day, and the Holy Ghost will slap somebody. The young lady who doesn't know her left from her right looking for a job. You want to, you want to, you know, mutilate her body before. You give her the job. Selfish ambition. Oh, my brother, I need help. I need some money to do something. So, oh, I'll give you the money, no problem. Meet me at Moving Peak Hotel. There, I'll sign you the check. Ah, just Momo the thing. No, no, no. I need to give you in person. I don't have Momo account. Selfish ambition. May every selfish ambition never be found in your heart. Are you here with me? Dissensions, heresies, envy, madness, drunkenness. Oh, without blue cures, I cannot eat. Momo kakra. Hey, alomo kakra. Gin bitters kakra. Guinness kakra, beer kakra, I need those things so that I can eat well. Ah, you are destroying your system. Look at, see, people say Ghana is a Christian nation, but we are one of the nations that advertises alcohol than any other country in Africa. Who are those who are drinking the alcohol? Is it me? Or is you? Ask your neighbor, is it you? <laughs> Alombo. Gene big test. Uh, which other one? I saw some rubber, but they said K47 or K, K, K20. Hey, you know the name. Hey, how did you know? How did you know the name? Hey, I'm saying K47. You said K20. Hey, how did you know? Hey, Atta. How did you? <laughs> I need to investigate you. <laughs> hey, wow. And I was like, why is it AK47 or something? Why is this K47? And I saw the, the rubber somewhere. I said, hey, people are drinking things. Oh. May you never be a drunkard. What did the Bible says? It said we should rather be drunk with the Holy Spirit. May you be found being drunk with the Holy Spirit. You see, when somebody is drunk, goes here, doesn't know how to control himself. That is a perfect picture of how the Holy Ghost must control your life. The Holy Ghost must tell you, turn left and then you turn. Turn right. You sit. That is how I live my life. I am an person to the voice of the Holy Ghost. If I go somewhere and the Holy Ghost says I should not sit down, I never sit down. If I go somewhere and say that I should not drink, I will never drink any water, eat nothing, I'll go back home. I want to listen to him. If God says I should not come to church to come and preach today, you wouldn't have seen me here. That's how I am. And not because I'm a pastor, oh, I have to go and preach. They, if he says don't go to church today, stay with me, I want to fellowship with you, I'll stay. I'll call pastor and go and do church service. That's all. That's how I am. Be drunk with the Holy Ghost. Tell anybody, be drunk with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Reveries. Reveries. How many people love party? Going to parties. Oh, parties. Party here, party there. It's a work of the flesh. A spirit-filled person, you don't always spend your time. Party, 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 party. It's not a work of a pure heart. Reveries. Partying all the time. Amen. And he said, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past. 
that those who practice certain things will not inherit the kingdom of God. May God take anybody that you know out of the fornicating bed. Because there are some people they jump from the fornicating bed and they come to church. May God save all of these people. He said, if you do these things, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. We are born again and we are out of it. We don't have the heart for such things. Say, I don't have the heart for such things. No, prophesy over your life. Say, I don't have the heart for such things. I don't have it. I have a pure heart. Say, I have a pure heart. Oh, come on, say it well. You are prophesying over your life. Say, I have a pure heart. I have a pure heart. Now, look at the fruit that you are supposed to bear. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is godly love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. In other words, you don't have the law without this one. This is your law. Against this one, you don't have the law. This is your law. To live in joy, to live in peace, to live in love, to live in gentility. Now, you, I'm writing a, my new book is almost done. You're going to see an explanation to this. How to be gentle. Gentleness is a sign that you have a pure heart. Oh, some people can easily flip. Bah! They are angry, then they move. They are not gentle. A gentleman is not the one who tucks in well and put on a tie. Somebody can tuck in well, put on a nice suit, but beat his wife. So don't look at the nice suit and the nice tie and say, this is a gentleman. No, a gentleman is the person who has a pure heart. And out of the pure heart, reveals the glory of God in any relationship that they find themselves. May you be found being gentle in the name of Jesus. Gentle. Gentle. It doesn't matter how they will provoke you. Be gentle. Are you what I'm saying? Gentle. Say gentleness. God wants you to be gentle and walk in the spirit. In conclusion, turn to Ezekiel chapter 36. Pure heart is the way you can have a kingdom first. Harvest. Ezekiel chapter 36. Verse number 26. Ezekiel 36 verse number 26. It says... I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you keep my judgment and do them. Amen. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You shall be my people and I will be your God. I will deliver you from all uncleanness. I will call, I will call for the grain and multiply it and bring no famine upon you. I will multiply the fruit of your trees and I will increase your field so that you need you never need again, so, so that you need never again bear the reproach of famine among the nations. Then you remember your evil ways and your deeds that they were not good. And you will note yourself in your own side for your iniquities and your abomination. May God begin to bring you the harvest of a good heart. A harvest of a pure heart. A harvest of a clean heart. Can I get some witness in the heart? A harvest of a pure heart is yours. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life People. 
For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.